Hello, friends. Welcome to your Friday episode of Private Parts. Man, I cannot wait for this episode today. Um, today on the podcast, as you know, because you can see it, we have Amir Khan, uh, British boxer, three-time champion. Um, I mean... If you haven't seen him in the boxing ring, you may have seen him on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He's been in some controversy in the press recently about um, with his wife where he's been messaging people on Instagram or people messaging him. I mean, it's just this whole conversation is insane. I've been a huge fan of Amir's because I'm a huge boxing fan. So I've been watching him box throughout his career. So it's amazing to sit down with him for the next hour and chat about everything. We chat about robberies we chat about being knocked out we chat about how much money he's made we chat about life ups downs left rights everything it's an amazing episode so i really hope you enjoy it also amir's book is out so if you want to hear more you can go and check out his book um also if you haven't subscribed already wherever you're listening to this podcast please click the subscribe button because it means so much to us and also check out our socials at private podcast on tiktok instagram and youtube okay enjoy the episode with amir khan Amir, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. You've been doing a lot of promo. It's been a crazy day, man. Why did they pick your um, podcast towards the end? Because it's the best and... But I'm going to be tired that way. That way. Yeah, because you become more vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell all, you my, all my secrets. There I'll, you go, baby. I'll spill them all. I'll spill the beans. You, you open up when you, when you feel a bit tired. That's the time when people open up. Do you think you're good at opening up or no? I'm a very honest person. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, talk, I I like to speak the truth and I speak about a lot of things and yeah, I'm quite easy with that. I think the way that we can kick off is, you know, the reason why you're here today is because you've written this book, which I'm going to hold it up right here. Yeah. Right, Fight for your life, Amir Khan. Okay. And it's an autobiography. Uh... And one of the things that I, I that you have written in it, or said, there's a quote, uh, which says, "Whether it's death threats from Al Qaeda, um, gunpoint robbery, family fallouts, marriage to New York socialite, three kids, a reality show, a money pit wedding hall, or walking through a flood and earthquake devastated devastating Pakistan, I'm struggling to think of a quiet day." Yeah, I mean. Let's start there. Yeah, man. I mean... Is this all in the book? Yeah, I mean, everything's in the book. Literally everything in the book. And I can't believe that so much has happened in my life. Uh, this is my second book I've written. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just crazy that um, so much has happened. And I've, I could have probably written another one or two books, especially spending about 40 hours with the book writer. Mm. I thought, it's only that thin. I expected it to be this big. <laughs> You know what I mean? But um, but look, overall, it was it's an amazing read. I've told a lot of my secrets in there, a lot of the truth, and um, it's from from the from the heart. Mm. Everything I've told in there is from the heart. It's honest, and I've just kept it very real. Talk to me about. I want to get into all of this because honestly, like I said before, I'm a huge fan. I think. Oh, thank you. No, man, seriously, I swear to God, you like huge, boxing? Love boxing. No way. Yeah, I had I've had three uh, white collar boxing matches. How you do? And I fucked them up. Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I was so happy then. I was like, oh, I really? I, I need a sparring partner. <laughs> dude, I would be... I, no, listen, I'm pretty handy. I had three fights. Um, first fight, 
was three two minute rounds. Right. And I was like, this is going to be easy. I was like, this is going to be easy. Didn't really train, thought I could throw some hands, whatever. You know, watched boxing my entire life, went into the ring, just haymakered the first round. And I have never been so tired in all my life. You did? I did. Just oh, so through. Just through. Drained yourself out. Mate, I, I've never. Did you knock him out? Oh. No, I've oh. never been that tired in all my life. And then I mean, this, it's, the, it's the toughest sport in the world. And so you must have gone into the second round. You need to tell me about this now. So I went into the second round. I pretended I broke my hand. Really? Because you're so drained, like you're so exhausted. I pretended I had broken my yeah, hand. I, I can imagine because basically you probably thought, I've pushed myself out. Yeah. My arms have gone heavy. Mm -hmm. All that lactic acid is built in my arms now. Can't lift them up to even defend myself. Nothing. Wow. It's, it's the most so, tiring thing. Did you train for this? Well, then I went for the second one and I refought the same guy. Right. And I trained for that one. And I, I, I beat him up three rounds, got him, didn't knock him out because he's wearing a head oh, guard, stop. but I got him. Anyway, we then had our trilogy. Oh, so you fought him three times? You must hate this person. Yeah, I really don't like him. Listen, do I, can, we, can we mention his name? Or can we... He's called Hamish. Hamish. From? <laughs> From Chelsea. I don't like it, man. So, so don't like he, that guy. Is he also into showbiz and stuff? No, he's not. He was a nightclub promoter. Ah. Anyway, we went into the third game. He pulled out last minute. So I fought, he pulled out? He, so I fought this guy who was 10 kilos heavier than me. Oh, they set you up. I know, right? Anyway, right. I was told that he didn't know how to box. Right. So I thought the other guy was going to gas out as well. Yeah, he was like a semi-professional. We go into the ring. Okay, we go into the ring. I'm at one and I'm like, he's just going to come punching at me. So just get ready to block yeah, and here yeah. we go. It goes ding, ding, ding. And he stood still and I went, fucking knows what he's doing. <laughs> and he, him hitting me was like being hit by a rhino. It was unbelievable. He probably knew how to punch. See, all the power comes from the feet. And, and being in the right position. Mm. So I think they might have set you up there because for him to pull out and say, throw him in with this guy. I don't know. Shit. I think you need to have that rematch with Hamish. <laughs> well, third match <laughs> with Hamish. You think he'll fight you again? Yeah, he'll fight me. Really? Yeah. Hey, I want to hear your whole, because your whole life, it's in this book, is amazing. Growing up in Bolton, you know, um, you... Win a silver medal when you're 17 years old. You then turn professional when you're 18. What was it like growing up? You know what? Bolton is a very close community place where everyone's really close together. and they get, We know literally everyone in that area. And, um, and it's not the biggest town. It's a very small town and a big Pakistani, British Pakistani uh, community. And obviously, I remember when I started to box... Um, you know, just running on the streets and, and going for jogs and stuff. People would laugh at me and say, oh, look at him, why is he running for? And they'd be smoking away. And but and then I started a boxing gym and there was no Asians in the boxing gym at all. I was the only Asian in the boxing gym. And, you know, then a couple of my Asian friends joined me and they then quit after a week. So then I just took at it because I just loved boxing. And now those same people... I look back and they also probably look back as well. I think we should have chased our dreams or we should have done something we loved because when they see me running, they said to me, what's boxing going to do for you? Boy, you're not going to be a boxer. And look where I am now, you know. So I always believed in myself. And this is like a little message I can give to a lot of people out there is that believe in yourself and keep chasing your dreams because the day you give up, then you're never going to achieve it. You have to give it a try mm. because otherwise, like these friends I have, they must be kicking themselves now saying, well, we could have been a footballer, we could have been a cricket player, we could have been a boxer. 
and me went and did it. He, he stuck to it, and so you know. But why did you stick to it? I mean, look, I loved it to bits. I mean, I was very hyperactive when I was young. So my dad took me to the gym just to burn that energy, and obviously I stuck to it. I just loved throwing that, you know, throwing a punch, walking into the gym, and it was like it was like an old field, you know, where it's brick walls and it's got like the paint coming off, and it's got um, like an old carpet on the floor, the thin carpets. Uh, the canvas was old in the ring. The bags are like dusty and sweat all over the mirror. And what was, was the smell like? Very damp. I swear it was like an underground gym. Yeah. Uh, I think in this day and age, they probably close it down, <laughs> honestly speaking, because it was really rotten, you know what I mean? Mm. But it was what I loved. I saw, wow, I love this place. This is where I want to wanna be. I like training here and I want to have a go and obviously just loved every bit of it. How old were you when you started training? Eight, eight years old. Eight years yeah, I was only a really young kid uh, when I started. And I also I was a little bit obese as well. Um, so my dad took me to the gym. Just burn the energy as well and also lose a bit of weight. And before you know it, boom. You're the only Asian in the gym. Did you ever experience any racism or anything like that? Never. Never nothing? No, never. The, the trainer was really good. Um, everyone was really respectful. Um, and I got, in, I got on with everyone. I mean, it, it was amazing. See, never ever have come across racism. Only bit of racism I've ever had is on social media, but no one really has come to me face to face and said something racial. I don't know if they're probably scared that they'll get pushed in the face, <laughs> or if it's just that. I mean, I just think that now times are times have moved on, and I think it's a lot more easy now. You know, if someone thinks of Bolton, right, you yeah. kind of think, okay, maybe Bolton is a bit more of a sort of working class place. It's a bit more rough around the edges. Did you ever? You know, you're, you're boxing in the gym. Do you ever have fights outside of the gym? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, had, I was always misbehaving, you know, on the streets and stuff and playing cricket with my kids and then with the other kids and my cousins and everyone and they get into a fight with them because we lost the game. I was crazy, like I was a young little crazy kid, you know what I mean? We lose a cricket match and then we'll end up bloody fighting. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a winner. And then, um, you know, same with football as well. The score a goal and then you run off with the we used to you know we used to have the goalposts you know what the goalposts used to be our jackets yeah yeah so we run off with their jacket then <laughs> or run off or, or listen or run off with the football and then a big fight kick off like you know they just chat we were just kids yeah uh, what um, was it about though what was it about fighting and just that sort of idea of fighting that you just like so much it's who who was the stronger one who had the bigger balls really you know what I mean who had the guts and who can stand there and I, there were guys bigger than me and I was like I would have never I would, I would never be scared of them so then when I when I started boxing I remember my trainer put me in the ring with a really tough guy and I really he was a lot older than me and I did really well against him I wasn't scared and he might have caught me a few times but I, w I was happy being in that ring with him and I enjoyed every bit of it and and then you know um it just kind of come from there. Um, it's only a very few things I remember of when I was back in that old gym when I was eight years old. Um, but like I said, look, I used to always come last when it comes to running because I was a little bit heavy and I was never a good runner. But I trained so hard that it come to a stage where I was coming number one. I was beating everyone in running. So this is a little message up for kids as well is that 
if you're gonna work towards something in life, you work hard, you stay focused, and you just keep on pushing, and you will get there. You'll become the best at what you're doing. So I believed in myself, and that's why I'm in this position. I believe that discipline, though, is unique, especially at that age. Like you're you're getting up, you're going to the gym, you're doing yeah. it. You're you're constantly going back in, and it's not like you're playing football. You you're basically going into either get beaten up or beat up other people and it's that constant thing you have to keep going back you have to we always look at the sort of greats right mm. and you know it's well it doesn't matter what sport you're in it's just the discipline discipline yeah, is everything where does that discipline come from you look see my parents have been very hard workers and my dad was very disciplined he had his own business he was all be he was he will he would always be on time and also taking me to the gym and picking me up from school dropping me off to the mosque I mean, all that was on time. And so you can see the discipline comes from the parents. Um, even like whenever I have any interviews, even till this day, uh, if I have to meet someone, I'll be there on time. Even though they'll say like, oh, yeah, you're on time. And they're quite shocked at times. They think you've come on time or you've, or I've got there sometimes before the, the people who have organized the meeting, I've got there because they've said two o'clock, for example, I've been there. I'm very disciplined when it comes to stuff like that because I know, that's what got me to this position is discipline and, and being dedicated to what you do. Do you think religion or anything like that plays a part in that? Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, uh, being, being disciplined, I'm a Muslim. I do my five-time prayers. Uh, when it's Ramadan, I do my fasting. Mm -hmm. So that discipline also comes from there. Going to the mosque, praying, having a mosque teacher who tells you and teaches you how to pray Arabic. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. You need to be... You need to have discipline, and they do discipline you as well. Really? Yeah. In, in what so it might, be in a, it might be in a different way, them days, because when I was young, obviously, if you were misbehaving, you'll probably get a slap around the head. Mm. You know what I mean? Or you'll you'll get, they'll make you put your hand out and they'll whack a stick on the hand. That used to happen. Mm. Now, I mean, they don't do that. No. But them days, I've seen people take a proper beating. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... So I had to make sure that I always listened and I always stuck to what the teachers are telling me. And also with boxing, discipline also comes from boxing, from, from the, listening to my coaches, respecting them. And whatever they say, you have to follow their rules. You know, you have to follow what they tell you because otherwise you're not going to get far. So I was always the, uh, the, the decent one in the gym. But the thing is, um, it was only in school. I just wasn't really a school person. Mm. I was always misbehaving when I was when I was like four, five, six. I was getting kicked out of nurseries. <laughs> I swear to God, not, I was not allowed to go getting nurseries. Kicked out of nurseries. I was getting kicked out of nurseries. You know why? Because I was stealing bikes from kids, taking bikes off them, and then and, and beating Kane into little fights. That they told my grandmother to come to school and have to supervise me because I was I was just crazy. So I think I've just had it in me. Do you think it's ADHD or is I, I I think it is that because basically, look, my son is a handful mm. and he's only three years old. And I think to myself, I go, like, so when I speak to my mom on the phone and she's asking how the kids are, come mom Xavier's just crazy, driving me mad. She goes, Yo, you was times 10 he's what he is. I go, but you ain't seen him yet. You need to see him because he is crazy and he's so strong and muscular. And I always said genetically, he's like he's like a mini me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he might grow up and become a champ or something. But I don't know if I want to put him in boxing. And I, I mean, but the thing is, um, I definitely had ADHD definitely yeah. because 
I had so much energy and I needed someone to burn it. And maybe that's why my dad recognized yeah. and took me to the gym. Imagine he didn't take me to the gym. I definitely had that as a kid. I was just a nightmare kid as well. And, you know, now we talk about sort of modern day. People go, okay, well, there's maybe ADHD. Back in, our, back in the day when we were younger, there was nothing like It was just, okay, that kid is, he's a nuisance. They're frustrating kids. Yeah. Yeah, they're just yeah. a bad kid, right? And That's so I, I, I didn't do well in school either. So we got no help. No, no nothing. One, because no one knew what the cause of it was. But now there's a lot of ways of fixing those causes, you know? And yeah, so I was the same. All I, was, I got kicked out of school. Um, Did you ever get in real bad trouble? I mean, I got, yeah, I got, I got, um, ever arrested? Expelled from school for eating the teacher's cake. Can you believe that on a desk? It's quite funny, isn't it? I went and ate the teacher's cake. <laughs> I mean, but I was only a kid though, like thinking about it, I must have not even had it was that. on the desk and you just went and ate it. Yeah, it was a lunch, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that, but you know, thinking about it, and yeah. it's quite silly, but I got in trouble for that. But with the police, nah, not really been in trouble with the police. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I remember when some guys tried to uh, do some road rage when we got in the car and wanted to fight and obviously they picked the right wrong person and I'm getting battered. But I mean, the police only come to kind of said to me that um, what happened and asked me. And obviously when they looked at the state of the boys, they were like, but when I told them the truth, because luckily there was a camera on that street, um, they know they started it, and I was just—it was just um, self-defense. That's <laughs> if there were fighters and road rage, and I get out of the car. There's me, I can't. <laughs> like, and look, we we trained fighters. What have I done? Yeah, trained fighters. We trained fighters, and yeah, these, these guys come out like because there were two of them. I'm on, I'm on my own. Oh, I was on my own. I think there was three of them. So I jump out and. The bopping, you know, these youngsters nowadays have a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Yeah. I said, they got the medicine. They got what they asked for, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're 17 and you go into the Olympics. Yeah. And you're fighting at light heavy, was it? No. Yeah, I might look like a heavyweight now. I might look like a heavyweight now. I was a lightweight. Was a lightweight. lightweight. There's a big difference. You are only listen. You're only eight divisions away. <laughs> <laughs> what weight is that? So, so you're so you're lightweight, which is how many kilograms? Uh, Sixty kilos. Jeez, that's light, man. Yeah, that's really light. What yeah. is that in stone? That's like eleven nine stone. Nine stone. Six or seven. And what you're about? Might weight like five eight, five eight and a half, five nine. So I'm about five eight and a half. Yeah. You got that right? Yeah. Damn. Don't worry, this is my skill. How tall are you? Five, eight and a half. No way. We could play. You play sizes me up, I think. Dude, I have a little bit. Is that what you do? You get that road rage later. No wonder in the lift, you're like, yeah, I could fucking take that guy. I used to be a nice guy. I could take that guy. So you're fighting at lightweight and you go into the Olympics. This is this is before you you you're not professional yet, but you know this is what you want to do. You want to go and fight, and you want to do these things. What yeah. is it like when you win the medal? So I was 17 years old fighting men, men at the age of 32. But explain that. And why is that? Why is that? Some people would say you're 17. You're you're younger. You're fitter. All uh, these different things. I forced myself to the Olympics because the England team didn't want to send me because they said that you're too young, and I was, but I was winning all the gold medals and the world championships as as a junior. And then uh, I said, I want to go to Olympics. They laughed at me. I said, what? 
I said, yeah, if I'm beating everyone, and also then they made me spar with the guy who's the number one senior at the same weight as me, and I destroyed him, uh, and I beat him up, and I said, Are you, and so I said, if you don't send me, then, which was quite, it was quite, not maybe because I was desperate to go to the Olympics. I said, if you don't want to send me to the Olympics, I'll go by Pakistan because I'm a dual nationality. As soon as they heard that and they said, no problem, we'll send you. Because they knew I was the best. They knew I was number one and I was the best in the division and in the country. But because I was just young. Why wouldn't they send you? Because you're young. they wanted me to probably peak for the next Olympics. And, you know, so anyway, they sent me to the Olympics and I went and won the medal for them. Otherwise, um, England would, if they did win a medal, um, they would not have got the funding for the next four to eight, 12 years onwards. Really? Because it was just the, the boxing category. Boxing, was they gonna, they well. were going to just stop it. And I, I heard that they had to uh, get Sport England to um, reassess everything. So that's the reason I stayed uh, amateurs for another year. So they get that, so they secure that funding and then I'll turn professional. So I did it in my favour in a way. How good were you at 17? I was all right. I mean, look, there's probably people better than me. I just worked hard. Honestly speaking, I was just a hard-working person and I pushed myself and I wasn't the best, don't get me wrong, and there were people better than me in the gym uh, who I used to look at and think, wow. But I was just a very hard worker who believed in himself. And but your speed, man. Speed, speed come itself. I mean, I think it's all in the mind. You know what I mean? It's about hitting someone quick and moving. I think it was all mental. And when you start believing in yourself that you are fast, you are strong, you, you automatically... Sure that as well. Come on, it can't be that simple. Like if you really so I might have to work practice. You, I it get as well. it, but but if you if you believe you're this quick, but you can just do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. It's in the mind. The mind's a very strong muscle. And also at the same time, um, you know, I was never this quick when I was young. I probably got faster when I started building more muscle. So that muscle is pushing it out fast and bringing it back quick as well. So as I got stronger and older, I probably got quicker. See, when I was 17, I don't think I was as quick as when I was 21, 22. I think I was quicker at 22 than I was when I was 17. Because so. you're stronger, yeah. Yeah, and I just feel that in boxing, I probably peaked very early as well. Think about it, going to Olympic Games at 17 and then going on to um, becoming a world champion at 22. That's uh, so and, young. Yeah, my winning, then the unifying at 24. I mean, I did all that, fighting men. This is, these are fully grown men. Explain unifying just so people who don't know what Unified that is. means when you win, when there's, said there's another world champion just like me. So I'm a world champion, there's another world champion like yourself. And then we fight each other, put both titles on the line. And that's a unifi that's unified because we're putting both titles on the fight. The winner takes both titles. And that's different, different to W, what is it, the WBA? That is, so, that, that, so he had the WB, sorry, I, I had the WBA, he had the IBF. So then obviously when I won that, I got that one, and on top of that, they gave me a third world title, which is the WBA Super title, which was amazing. It was like colorful one. It was like crazy. So yeah, in that, that, so I did that when I was twenty four, and then just just defended the fights and looking boxing. Had my wins, had my losses, but from all my losses, I learned from them. And look, no one wants to lose, but I was, you know, I think that losing sometimes brings the best out of you as well. So I'm glad in a way that I um, I had to change my style and I probably did taste defeat because there's a lot of people out there who have never lost. 
you I'm scared of losing, but I was never scared of losing. Because you were 18 and 0, and then you fought uh Breeders Prescott. Correct. And that was your first loss. That was my first the loss. Colombian the Colombian boxer. The Colombian boxer, and that was in uh Manchester Arena in front of my home crowd. So imagine did, that. And it happened so quick, 50 seconds, you knocked me out. You knocked you out. So talk me through that because okay, you're flying high and you're 18 and 0, and you're this fast kid from Bolton who's just unstoppable and then yeah. in 50 seconds boom it all changes and I had just signed a massive deal with Sky Sports as well as my first pay-per-view fight so imagine I just did a big deal with pay-per-view Sky getting tons of money my 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 pay packet package packets have gone up three four times so what were you paid for that fight what would have been around something like got about two million quid and um it, it was my first fight so obviously you went in there and um, boom, 50 seconds. Still got paid. I mean, <laughs> but, but listen, but how you, he's not better than you. Huh? He wasn't better than you. So no, he wasn't better. He just complimented a good shot, man. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. And look, he was never better than me. I'd done better than him in yeah. my career and I fought better people. But the only thing was, he just caught me with a good shot. And that's boxing. That's why boxing is probably the best sport in the world and the hardest sport in the world because an underdog could beat a champion, one. And that's what happened in my fight. And secondly, one punch can change a fight. And you could be winning that fight. You could be destroying someone and boom, you get caught in between a shot. When you get caught with a shot like that and you, you get... First of all, I want to understand, when you, get, when you get caught but you're not quite knocked out but you're just, you know, when you, you get sort of knocked down to a knee and you're stumbling, what does it feel like? When you get hit with a good shot, you hear like a, you know, well, what happens, everyone's different, I bet. But I hear like a, um, like a beep, like a long beep. Like a, like a, beep. like a ring noise, like a beep for a long time. And I'm, and you can see like, I'm just trying to get my balance and know where I am. Like, like everything's just like shaking you know it's like so you really lose your legs you do oh, you lose your legs you lose your focus and everything like literally like everything's shaking and it's like you're just getting your head back around and oh, and, and this is in a fight now yeah. and 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 your legs have gone and then you stand up and but you're still a little bit stiff the legs have gone stiff a little bit you're still a little bit unbalanced because you're you know you're just trying to get your um Everything together. Uh, everything together, really. And but and why you're does still he do that? You're still hearing that noise as well at the same time while you while you're getting your head together. You think what's going on? Yeah, crazy. And then you just have to, you basically have to tuck up and just no. But then what happens then is automatically what happens. Your opponent sees that he's put you down or he's knocked you down. Mm. He'll go for the kill automatically. It's a. It's like a, like an it's instinct. An automatic reaction that instinct that he's gonna go and just finish you off. Because he knows you're already hurt. So you've just been hurt. You've been knocked down. It's all about just putting the pressure on you again. You're going to get hurt again. Because I would do that in a fight. So that's what happened with me as well. And the worst thing about that first fight when I lost it was... So when he put me down, he put me down with a good shot. I got up and I wanted to, like, trade with him. Because you hated getting hurt. You, you used yeah. to get angry. And I got angry and I'd start trading and try, hitting, try knocking them out straight away. Mm. Like, you know, maybe... From computer games, watching computer games or whatever, you think I think I'll just get lucky. I hit with a good shot at the same time, and it's like a movie, but it's not. It doesn't end up like that. You end up 
obviously doing something in desperation and getting caught in between a shot again and being put down again. It's but it's hard though. Those when especially losing in front of your home crowd and stuff like that. That's that's tricky, right? Man, it's not the nicest thing. I mean, losing any fight, yeah, anyway. losing any fight is hard, and and especially in front of your home crowd. And I mean, it puts you down. And then on top of that, you get all the press and media who put you down so much and say you're done, it's finished, and then you have to. That's another fight on its own. Okay, guys, as always, the end of part one. Just quickly click over to part two wherever you're listening to this episode and you can hear the rest of the episode. You won't want to miss it.